we would start, have you got there? Have you managing? At the back, with my PowerPoint, many hours I've spent on this. <laughs> hey! Okay, if you go straight to the next one. It's taken from Galatians 5, 22 and 33. So, can we say it together? Okay, because you should be learning this, and I should know it. Okay, after all these years and years and years. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Wow. Powerful, isn't it? And I, I've, you notice I've set it on a background of a field of wild flowers. And that's a UK meadow. It's not some exotic place. This is in Akron. And I thought that really sums up the beauty of what God is doing in our lives, of transforming us. And our life. what he's doing is made up of many different strands, but as they come together, it's really doing something that is beautiful in our lives and collectively as God's people. How do people know that God is good? Because he, we are a letter written by Jesus on our hearts to those around about us by who we are, the attributes of our godly character of being like Jesus. And, I, and that's really wonderful. No, it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's not Rob's fruit. It's God through the Holy Spirit working from inside outwardly. He cut the secret of the Christian faith and the Christian walk is Jesus in us, the hope of glory, transforming our lives to be like him, getting us ready for heaven and an eternity with him. Isn't it exciting? I'm coming up 50 years this autumn of having given my life to Jesus and being on the receiving end of his love and his work in my life. There's still a way to go, okay? We haven't yet reached perfection. Is that right, Jane? Jane's my wife, for those who don't know, and she, she really does know me. And she will say, you know what you said in that sermon? Mm-hmm. Come on, work it out. But it's God in it. We cannot change ourselves in a way that will satisfy the holiness of our God. It's impossible. But what we need to do is to cooperate with that work of the hope. We make it a lot easier. We are God's workmanship. Okay, we are being transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit in us, by the work of the Holy Spirit, into the likeness of Jesus. Isn't that great? Look at the person next to you. Okay, if it's along the road, Helen's writing notes. She's really good. I'm impressed. Is it about what I'm saying, Helen? Wow. I'm going to check up on it afterwards. I think it was note to self. Remember to feed the cat or something. Okay. But isn't it amazing that God is working in every individual life here? Thank you, Lord. Wow, I am so glad about it. It's a great relief to me 
that God has taken responsibility for my life and to change me. And the good news is, and, and I put up a, a scripture there, of Philippians 1, 6, we are confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in Helen, hallelujah, will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. In each one of us, God is totally, totally committed to us to change us, to change me. Wow, I'm so glad. Yeah, if you knew me, you'd be glad too. If you knew what I was like and what God is working on still in my life today. Hallelujah. Be confident that God is at work in you. The subject where you've got to be very patient with me because I haven't quite got there yet. Okay. Patience is what we're looking at today. The fruit of the Holy Spirit. It says in Proverbs 16.32, better a patient person, notice I'm changed, she gets up about me, not man or woman, but man, person kind. Okay, I've got to be very careful on this nowadays. It actually says, better a patient man than a warrior. Stop and think about that. Okay, better a patient man than a strong warrior. Okay, and in those days, a warrior would be the, the, pretty well the peak, you know, the go-to person, because it was a very tumultuous time. What's new, you might say. But better a patient man than a warrior. A man who controls his temper than one who takes a city. A guy called Isaac Newton, you've heard of him. He said this, genius is patience. Okay. And in case you don't believe Isaac Newton, you don't believe the Bible, I have a great authority called Bruce Lee. <laughs> Patience is not passive. It is, con on the contrary, it is concentrated strength. So, are we getting the message? Patience is powerful and patience is vital in our lives and God's at work building it is in, building into us. So, what are the signs of impatience in our lives? Okay. Waiting for this sermon to be over so you can go home. Who knows? I, I've put a lot up there, and I, I've, I've written a long list, and a lot of them, I'm not going to let you guess which ones, are pretty relevant to me. Okay, driving. Okay, and I include my wife in this as well. You get in a traffic jam on the M25, you've got six lanes to choose from, and you constantly chop <laughs> lanes, just so you can get a bit of... I even mark the vehicle that's alongside when I swap the lanes, so I can see how I'm progressing. I'm having a bit of fun as well. But there is some kinners that wants not to wait, but to jump the queue, okay? Hmm, speed limits particularly the ones where you've got these, what do they call them, smart motorways, and it goes to 60, and there's only you there <laughs> driving along. You'll think, what on earth is this about? Okay, nobody has problems like that. I got booked not long ago for going, at, going a little bit faster than 60, and I was the only vehicle in sight, and I'm thinking, what is this about? Impatient speeding. Actually, it gets a bit more serious, isn't it? Road rage, overtaking on those double white lines down the centre of the road, taking unnecessary risks, 
Yeah? We've been there, haven't we? Having a go at the other drivers. That thing under your right foot is your accelerator. Please use it. Why are you doing 25 in a 40 mile an hour limit? Don't you know it's dangerous and I want to get somewhere? Okay, it all begins to come out, doesn't it? And, and we could go on, you know, you might smile, but actually, you know, we're not very good listeners either. I, I, my, we, if anyone's been in one of my counseling sessions, you know I struggle with this, okay? I struggle to listen to what the other person is saying, and I want to get in with my wisdom or my answers. No one struggles with that, do you? Okay, when someone's trying to express something you, and, and, and they're, they're drawing out, you butt in and say, oh, yes, I agree with you on that. That's what you're trying to say, isn't it? And, and we, we struggle with that, but this, this impatience. You know, that look when you're working with some other people, the look that rolls your eyes as you look at them and think, I can do this a lot better than they can. Okay, struggling to be a team worker. Because, you know, my God has got a sense of humor, okay? He put me together with a five-foot-odd little woman, and I'm six-foot-two, and I'm long-legged, okay? I tell you, walking is a real problem, okay? Because my natural stride is quite big, and James back there, and I'm like, oh, dear, I've got to wait again. And, you know. and it... Any things that mark impatience for you? You can call them out. Sorry, David? Everything I've said and a lot more. Okay, we can, we can blow up, can't we, with people? You know, we, we can, there are lots of signs. Have a think about it, okay? Have a think about your life. Where are you on the one to ten of patience? Ten being perfectly patient, one being really bad at it. Can't wait for anything, okay? You know, wh where are you on it? Any tens here? It's like that pain thing, you know, where you can't absolutely bear it. Yeah, where are you on that level? Any tens here? Give me a wave. Oh, do I have to talk to your wife? Yeah. Does she... You, you, you're, you're a patient man. Ten. No, no. I, I'm going to roll my eyes now. There's always one. Okay, but actually, it's good to stop and take a moment and to think where you are because that's part of understanding what God is, going, is doing in you and actually taking responsibility for it. There are many, I've got, I've got lots. Let's look at our challenge in today's culture. Because we have a culture that says, now. Nah. Okay, uh, we, were in, um, in, we were in India visiting our family, Pete and Fiona and the, our grand, two grandsons, the little girl hadn't arrived at that stage. We were taking a holiday, we were traveling out of Delhi down into the Golden Triangle to go and have a, you know, it was, it was a fabulous holiday, but we were in a land cruiser, we had a, a chauffeur, great, um, and we were being driven, and, and my little grandson, I think he was about two at the time, 
he said, I want to get out right now in the middle of this journey. And we had hundreds, literally hundreds of kilometers yet to go. And, and he repeated it. I want to get out right now. You know, and we're thinking, no way. So we're, we're just trying to keep him attained. But, but there's a right now about society today. You can have everything you deserve right now. You can have the lifestyle right now. Buy now, pay later. Yeah, and that's part of the culture that we're faced with today. The desire for instant gratification. According to the Finance and Leasing Association, in 2017, store and online credit debt, only store and online credit, was six, 6.55 billion pounds. The buy now and pay later is reflected. And everything in advertising is directed in that way. Don't wait, have it now. Don't say, have it now, pay later. And that's the culture that we're in. But as followers of Jesus, we are to be counterculture. Romans 12, 2 says this, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you'll be able to test and prove what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I read this in the Passion Translation. Okay, and it, it puts a different flavor on it, which I, I really think is really good. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. That field of flowers, wildflowers it looked out. That's what God has for us. A beautiful and satisfying life. And it involves patience. So let's just have a, a very quick look at different aspects of patience. First of all, I wanted to look that the patience of God towards you and towards me. He is totally, he doesn't expect anything of us that he himself is not. And God, our God is totally patient with us. He is 100% patient with perfect wisdom and perfect love, knowing us completely inside out and knowing what is good and best for us that we might enjoy be the butterfly that he intended, not to remain as a little grub, a little chrysalis, but a beautiful butterfly equipping us for eternity. Hallelujah. That is what God is designed for us. And he is perfectly patient. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. In other words, to find him and have a relationship with him that transforms us into everything that he ever intended for us to be. Hallelujah. He is totally patient with you. I think that's good to know. God, is, you're patient with me. He is not waiting with that great big stick 
that as you step out of line, he's there with it, threatening you. He is totally patient. He is the father of the prodigal son. Okay? He is exemplified. He is the perfect prodigal son's father. He is my perfect father. Hallelujah. Secondly, we need to be patient with God and life situations. This is where we really struggle, don't we? Particularly as as Christians. We want God to do it, and we want him to do it right now. We want every promise to come right now. And when those promises are, are delayed, and we don't see God at work instantly, we struggle. And we lose patience with God. We lose patience in life situations. The word patience in the Bible, it carries the implication of long suffering. Okay, just say that word, long. No, no, that wasn't long enough. Long, long. It's going to take time to outwork in our lives. Remember, God in his wisdom knows what he's doing, but he uses situations, life situations, to do this work of transformation on the inside out. Okay? Joyce Meyer said, patience is a fruit of the Holy Spirit that grows only under trial. Who said it was easy to be a Christian? Anyone here? It's tough. We need the Holy Spirit to make it through because it is tough. And patience, certainly in the New Testament, is often used in association with trials and tribulations that we attract as believers in Jesus. Life situations, God uses them. We want to escape. We chop and change. And that's another sign, by the way, of impatience. We change our goals. We change our jobs at the drop of a hat because we're thwarted in some way. And we're not there for the long haul in training, etc. It says in Romans 5, 3, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance in us. Hallelujah. Another characteristic. We keep on going. If you go in the Bible, you'll see lots, lots of stories about people's real lives in real situations, how they dealt with the promises of God or they didn't deal so well. You know, Abraham and Sarah had a problem, actually. Promised an heir. Looking for Isaac. Who did he get first? Ishmael. And look at some of the problems between Ishmael and Isaac. Jews and Arabs today. Could it be because Abraham and Sarah lost patience with the promise of God and stepped out in their own strength and tried to do something and it brought something that was not good? Okay? You look at um, others as we go through and we'll look at, we'll look at one and two. Let's just look at Revelation 1 9. Okay? Jai John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom and patient endurance that are ours in Jesus was on the island of Patmos. Okay. John was in prison on the Isle of Patmos. He was, he was exiled there for his faith in Jesus. 
And it was not a great place to be. But it says about, I, I read it in the Passion, and it says it in a different way. I, John, with you all the way in the trial and the kingdom and the passion of patience in Jesus. And I, I thought, wow, patience, it's not a, a passive thing. It's a passionate thing. There's passion in patience in patience, in waiting. It's not a passive waiting. Okay. It's, it's, I'm trying to think what I've got up there now. Could you go to the next one? Because I'm just about to start missing stuff out. Okay. Don't blow it. Okay. When you're struggling in life, count to 10 before you try and change the situation. Yeah? Before you try and get out of the difficulty. James 1, 2, 4 says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, patience. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. We want to run away. Could it be that in the trials that you're experiencing, God is causing you to put your roots down deep into him to strengthen those roots? I was reading today in, in uh, my word for today, and, and it was talking about that when there's plentiful rain, the farmers plant their crops, but the roots only go shallow because it's easy to get the water. And if a drought comes... They die off very easily. But if they're planted in difficult conditions, the roots go down further and further. And I think that's true of trials in our lives, that they are there to, to encourage us to put our roots down deep into the promises of God, into who he, he is, to, to work with the armour of God that he's given us, to actually to believe in him. Um, there, there are a couple, Paul and Silas, they were arrested, they were stripped, they were beaten severely, flogged with rods, put into prison in the inner prison, and their feet in stock, stocks. And at midnight, it says, they were singing hymns of praise and thanksgiving to God. Is that passive perseverance? Passive patience? That is passionate patience with Jesus. There's another triplet, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the Old Testament. They were in the days of Nebuchadnezzar, the, the big power, the big cheese of the day. And he set up this golden idol, which everybody, when they were called to, had to fall down and worship. And it came to him that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego wouldn't do it. And he then, they were caught. And... Uh, Nebuchadnezzar was somewhat angry, somewhat miffed, and he said, well, we're going to throw you into a fiery furnace. And they said, they said to him, our God will deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we're not going to fall down and obey you. Okay? Even if God does not show up and deliver us, our faith is in him and our eternal security, we will still continue to worship him and refuse to obey you. Now, God did step in, but I love the attitude. You know, when God 
does not appear instantly with you and I. Yeah? Think about it. And lastly, it says, James 5, 7, be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. I just put this in yesterday because it really struck me, and I'm challenged by this. How gripped am I by the expectation, the anticipation that the Lord is coming back? Yeah, he is coming back. How does that influence my life today? Am I totally living for him in my life, totally expectant that Jesus is going to return and he's going to take me to be with him for eternity? How does that reflect in my life? Because the patience and the promises are that Jesus is coming back. And that is the number one promise that is to will impact our lives as we respond to it. Patience with others. Okay, and I'm going to be very quick now. 60 seconds. Patience with others. First of all, it starts with ourselves. How patient are you with yourself? How hard you come down, oh, I'll never be any good, you know, blah, blah, blah. I keep on doing it wrong, getting it wrong, and blah, blah, blah. And just like that, you've no patience with yourself. God is patient with you. Give yourself a break. Yeah? Don't accept it, but give yourself a break. Don't be becoming to him okay and then in others and we urge you brothers and sisters warn those who are idle disruptive encourage the disheartened help the weak be patient with wow can we say that together everyone no exceptions be patient with rob helen due to finish okay everyone be patient with everyone. So how are we going to do that? Okay. I put a scripture up. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is one's glory to overlook an offense. How many times do you get offended by what people do or don't do and what they say? Lots. Okay. It is in patience, it enables you to overlook a person's offence and choose not to be offended. Choose not to give it that. Choose not to, okay? And even if you think it, wow. Ooh, that's even worse, isn't it? It's tough to be a Christian. Even if you think it, you're in trouble. Ah, yes. But what an impact to actually choose to stand in forgiveness and just set it to one side. So what can we do? Cooperate with God in growing the fruit or any fruit in your life. Acknowledge to God where you're at and ask his help in changing. Be real with him. Say, I'm having a problem. I feel like something, this person. God, I bring it to you. Okay, help me respond and react differently. Put off the old you and put on the new with thanksgiving, Colossians 3, 12, 13. As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. And above all, and it was mentioned, and, and someone's going to do peace shortly, is put on the peace of God. Put on 
actually receive that peace. Lord, I deliberately put on the peace, the peace of Jesus, that it may influence my reaction in all these situations. And thirdly, be accountable to someone else in the faith. Be accountable. Husbands and wives, it's ideal. You can be so accountable to one another, okay, because you, you know, they, they know you. It's a good start. But be accountable. Have friends in Jesus that you can be accountable and say, I'm struggling with this. Actually, bring it to light really helps. So be accountable. Yeah, be real. Ask for God's help. Put off the old way. Put on the new in Jesus. Put on especially and receive peace as you're in the traffic jams, as you're looking for that something which is lost. Be at peace. And thirdly, be accountable for others. Thank you. Thank you for being pleased. I was, I was just testing her, you see, <laughs> see if she'd be patient with me. <laughs>